0: My guest today recently posted something, and I thought I'd share with you here. My name is Jelaine Lombardi, and I am a writer. There, I said it. For years, I've kept these words silent as I feverishly wrote on. I minimized the importance of my story. I could not even speak of my book without embarrassment clinging to my words. Imposter syndrome. Who am I to think I can write? But I did it. I completed my memoir, 117,000 words of it. I'm not saying that I'm a great writer. I may not have proper command of grammar or the lovely twist of a metaphor. I'm just saying this, I am a writer. (laughs) This week, I interviewed Jelaine Lombardi. She is self-publishing a memoir entitled Running Around Naked. During our time together, we get into all the things. We talk about the process of completing a memoir, self-publishing, writers supporting other writers, and about life growing up in a nudist park. (laughs) I can't wait to share this episode with you so that we can all give Jelaine some love and support when her book drops in about the next month or so. Welcome. This is the Sidetracked Legacies podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Hoffman. Do you have ideas and thoughts that you'd like to share with your children or grandchildren? Have you learned some life lessons that might help others? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you need to get it down on paper. The world needs your stories, values, wisdom. We call this legacy work. The Sidetrack sisters have been getting together to write for years and the topic that we most enjoy writing about is ourselves, who we are, what we've done and what we believe. Now we want to extend the invitation for others to join us. So grab a notebook, journal or laptop and listen in while the Sidetrack sisters share thoughts and tips on how to uncover, communicate and preserve your stories. So one more quick thing before we dive into today's episode, please rate and review the sidetracked legacies podcast because it will help others find us. And also be sure to subscribe or follow us on Google play, Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to be notified whenever we have a new episode and now, here we go.
1: Well, hi, Jelaine, this is Jelaine Lombardi. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. Well, you're welcome. We've been having a fun time doing these these interviews
0: with uh, memoirists, memoirists, um, you know, people who write um, journals, storytellers, entrepreneurs, people who are working on, you know, doing what they love and and really creating a legacy for their loved ones. And um, you have just recently completed your
1: own memoir. So, why don't you kind of start at the beginning? Tell us who you are first. Okay. My name is Jelaine Lombardi. And I know that usually stops people to say, What is that? It's Elaine with a J in front, Jelaine. Mm-hmm. And that's how my mother gave me that name. Her name is Janice Elaine. Uh-huh. And so she put the two together to make Jel- Jelaine. I spent my entire life explaining my name thanks to her, <laughs> but that's okay. It's always a conversation piece. Um, I'm 60 years old. and I'm a retired, actually, I'm a retired nurse, a neonatal intensive care nurse. Hmm. So I got sidetracked from writing a little bit there (laughs) for 32 years. I was working with the littlest babies, but now I've retired since 2015 and I decided to start, you know, getting, starting from the very beginning of my legacy, which was how I was raised in a nudist park that my parents purchased when I was uh, seven years old. We had been nudists since I was uh, a year old, okay. so then moving into our own park got things a little bit complicated, and I had thought back even when I was a teenager in my journals about writing this story, and it's taken me all this time now to finally sit down, and, and it's been the past five years of working on it.
0: Wow. Wow. So why yeah. don't you kind of give us your story in a nutshell? The, yeah, so your, your, what is the name of your book
1: that you've just recently finished? my book is called running around naked and (laughs) because that's what everybody used to always say when you're running around naked all the time (laughs) and so it's it's the story of um the theme would be you know what the theme is for a lot of us acceptance you know and fear of rejection and love and finding love and You know, going through that with your clothes off though. (laughs) And it wasn't just the nudist camp part. My parents also promoted, we were very involved in promoting the idea of nudism. Mm -hmm. So I was brought up with that way, with that thinking of that we had it all figured out and the rest of the world needed to learn about it. Mm -hmm. So we performed plays, we had pageants, we made a movie um, and I was involved in all of these at a very young age. but, uh, you know, it was it was a very interesting life.
0: I bet you um, when you tell people, they're like, wow, really? And right away, you've got a story to tell. I mean, I, I bet many people over the years have told you, oh, my God, you've got to write this down. Right. And
1: that's why I finally have. I'm for, I wish I would have done it a lot sooner. You know, it would have been easier. But um, it's funny how writing is like time travel and you You go back into those memories and you get lost them and you can feel, you can feel and you can smell and you can taste and you know get right back into those moments that you know how it felt when you were younger. So Mm -hmm. I didn't realize, you know, that would that is what is the important thing too is creating these scenes so other people can feel what it was like to be in my skin, so to speak, you know. So because you want people to understand what you went through and maybe they have gone through some of the same things themselves, feeling different. You
0: know, so when you were writing, did you um did you know a particular? I mean, how did you narrow your focus? Um, I mean, I guess my 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 first question, maybe I should back up just a little touch. Um, how long were you in this experience? How long were you living in the
1: the nudist park? Okay, my parents bought the park when I was seven, Mm -hmm. and I moved out when I was eighteen. But I was still in that nudist philosophy. I you know moved away. I went to college and, um, but I, I don't know if I should tell you because that might be ruined the book uh, if I stayed in it or didn't,
0: uh-huh. but,
1: um, you know, I learned a lot along the way.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Okay. So when you were writing your memoir,
1: um, mm-hmm. how did you decide where to begin? You know, I start, I actually started in early nineties. I was working as a nurse at this time um, in a school with a child who went to school on a, um, you know, had a trach and needed to be treatments and everything. And so I had a lot of downtime while she was in school. And I started writing down just handwriting notes about that time. In fact, I came up with the name before I even came up with the book. You know, I, I just liked the name. Initially the name was going to be called growing up naked, but Mm -hmm. There were other books out there with that name. So I changed it to Running Around Naked. So I had this name and all I needed was the book. (laughs) And I actually even had the cover in my mind because I had this picture of my mom and I, you know, when I was about seven years old and it was in a newspaper. So we were nude, but you can't really see anything. And she's lifting me up onto a tree branch. And so I had that image of that and I had the name and I went from there and I just started writing. And that's what you need to do. -hmm. Is just Mm -hmm. don't worry so much if it's it sounds right or you know, just get it on paper because after I finally started writing, I must have gone over the first three chapters for a year. Really? (laughs) Just trying to get them perfect. Mm -hmm. And and then I started joining groups and that really helped.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: I have to give a shout out to aspiring memoir writers, which was the first group I joined. Um I don't know if you've heard it or not, Mm -mm. but Every other week they give you, you give eight minutes to read a part of your story okay. and then they'll critique it for seven minutes. And they're very kind and loving. Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> is this an online group? It's, it is. It's okay. a Facebook group. And there, another one is memoir mentors. Okay. Uh, same type of thing. But once a week we get together and we write together and then we read five minutes of what we wrote. Um, and also the memoir writer support group, which I most recently joined. And all these groups, they help push you forward
0: mm-hmm. because otherwise
1: you could get stuck and yeah. just keep going around in circles.
0: <laughs> yes. Different people that I've talked to have, have either love um, writers groups or hate writers groups. Um, the one consistent bit of advice is be careful of sharing your writing with really good friends and family. Because yes, that's is- true. Those people have a really hard time giving you um, constructive criticism. You know, it's like, oh, this is so great. And it's really not. You know, they they have a hard time um, helping
1: you move your story forward. Right. Well, and that's right. And I can tell you that my husband, after I wrote the first draft, thought I was done. He's like, yay, let's celebrate. You're finished. Your book's done. And I'm like, no, it was another four years of rewriting and revising Mm -hmm. and yeah, trying to get it right.
0: Did you rewrite and revise on the
1: advice of those people in the support groups? Well, initially what I did was just told my story. Okay. And and then I learned that you need to actually show the story. You know, I I have read some good memoirs that are mostly telling, but if you want people to experience what you went through, Mm -hmm. you need to show them, you Mm -hmm. need to, let them feel what you felt. So I went back and and made it into scenes. And then I, I read Angela's ashes, which is first person, present tense. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. And so I went back and rewrote my whole story. First person, present tense, which actually helped me add more details because as you're writing in present tense, it's like you're going through it completely. again. Yeah. Yeah. But then in the groups, they said, no, really past tense is better because you can put your adult views, you know, and your, what you've learned into it. So I went back and put it on. So That's why it's taken me four years (laughs) or five years total,
0: actually. So it took you about a year to write it? The first draft. The first draft. The
1: one that your husband was all excited about. He thought I was done. We were celebrating. And he, even since, ever since that moment, he says, why are you still working on it? You're finished. <laughs> it, it was understand. great because I would write it to him. He's like, it's great. Why, are you, why do you keep messing
0: with it? So do you have um, blocks of time that you write? Um, do you write in, in bits, and, in bits and pieces? What is your writing process
1: look like? Both well, the writing process and the editings, but let's start with the writing process. The writing process. I know a lot of people have different Lives Maybe they have children at home and it, you really have to grab your moments when you can. Mm-hmm. And my life is really busy, even though I'm retired and our children are grown up. I have a daughter and he has two daughters, all both, all three grown up. Um, so it is easier in that way. But we are always busy. Mm-hmm. You know, we've taken our retirement and really, you know, we, I'm up here in Tennessee right now. We have five horses up here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm back in Florida. We're back and forth, Tennessee to Florida every other month. And we have family and friends and events and mm-hmm. voting. You know, we're just very busy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have to squeeze it in when I can. Okay. Sometimes I'll just write down notes to remind myself. So when I have time to sit down and write, you know, undisturbed. Because my family, I'll say, um, they'll say, what are you doing? I'll say, I'm writing. And they, like, oh good, I wanna tell you something. Ah, you know? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. Then I'm <laughs> not <laughs> writing. <laughs> yeah, but it is kind of important to have that protected time. I just have a really hard time doing that.
0: Do you have a writing a pro? Um, you know, like um a process? Like you in the morning, you get up and you brush your teeth and you do this
1: and you write or you know like anything like that. No, nope. I did for a while. Yeah. Um, when I found that I was always getting distracted during the day with phone calls, whatever, I would get up at six o'clock in the morning and write for two hours. And that was really great. I really enjoyed it. You know, I'd put on music, I'd have a cup of coffee and it was quiet, but, um, I did that for a while okay. and that did help me. Did it, to kind yes, of it did. move the story yeah. along? Okay. Right. But sometimes if you're just driving in a car, that is when I really think the best is when I'm driving my car. And you, have, you know, how can I write this down? So you can just get on your notes, you know, or make a note, uh, verbal note on your phone just to get those ideas across. So you can come back to it later. Yeah. Yeah. I found that's helpful. I just squeeze it in whenever I can. When we're driving back and forth to Tennessee. And to be honest, that's how I really started getting back into writing before I even wrote this book. Mm-hmm. Um, what started getting me back. When I retired, I joined my, this is my I've lived many lives yeah. right after I finished the day after I finished um, retiring from nursing. We left, my husband's a boat captain, and I became his first mate, like like 32 years in one day. Okay, I was a NICU nurse, and now I'm first mate, and I didn't really know what I was doing. So, but he taught me on the way, don't tell any of the clients out there. I didn't know what I was doing, but (laughs) he guided me, I did boat with him quite a bit before, but Mm -hmm. um, we traveled, brought boats up and down the coast for a couple of years
0: mm-hmm. and I had
1: such adventures with that. I started writing on my iPhone as it was happening. Uh-huh. In fact, one of those stories is um, in a library in Brussels because I submitted it to a little contest that they had okay. um, called uh, Travel Stories. Uh-huh. So that was my one other published thing, I guess you could say, my one published work. <laughs> um, so I probably, when I'm finished with my memoir, I will write because I kept journals on all of those trips. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was the learning process. And I wrote it down mainly just to learn like, OK, you know, port and uh, where everything is about the bows, how to tie a cleat, you know. Yeah. So,
0: have you got like you like you did for your first book? Do you have an, an, a title in mind already?
1: Well, the one I did there was that I sent to, with the Brussels group was called Virgin Mate. Oh, okay instead of first mate. Yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: but I don't I don't have a title for that. I'm just gonna get started because I love my writing groups and I don't want to leave them now that I'm finished. Yes. So I'm gonna keep writing and I love writing.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But
1: I just didn't, you know, I got sidetracked in life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Have you always been a writer?
1: Well, when I was in um in high school, I wrote for the school paper and I wrote for the local paper, the Sun Tatler, the teen section of that. Really? And, but I, I I really had early imposter syndrome and I felt like I wasn't good enough. So what did I do? I became a nurse because I thought, no, that isn't my true love. I did love being a nurse for 32 years Mm -hmm. because I love the babies, but it was not my true real love. My real love is creativity. And I went through a painting phase (laughs) and I've gone through. Yeah. And now I'm back to my writing.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, So when you were, Writing for those different things. Where do you think that imposter syndrome came from? I mean, we. Oh, some, it was early on.
1: Wow, was, you know, it started early on. I don't know. Who knows? Insecurities, you know. I and you. Would of think all of all things, things.
0: I would think yeah. that you know your experience um, growing up in, in that nudist environment it would create um, a sense of self confidence.
1: You're putting yourself out there all the time. Uh, oh. But if you read my book, you'll see okay. I was very insecure at times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I went through my teenage years pretty insecure about myself, but
0: <laughs>
1: really feeling exposed. Really exposed, <laughs> right? In fact, that's one of my chapters. It's called "Exposed." Different.
0: Oh, I I can't wait! I, I, now you you wrote your story and took about a year. And then you've been editing it and you've gone to first person and and back to past tense. And you've been playing around with that. How did you know when it was finally done?
1: Because I went over and over it, and the groups have helped because I would read a chapter. I read chapters to them. I would go back and work on them. They would give me ideas. And when I felt it was something I wanted to read. Mm. You know, if, if I read, I'm a pretty picky reader. I love to read, but I'm a picky reader. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's a lot of books I read halfway through that are bestsellers and I won't finish them. If, I just can't, you know, I'm, I'm a picky reader that has to really resonate with me. I have to, I believe in the character, you know, yeah. I have to really be involved. So I had to feel that way about my own book.
0: Yes. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And did you um did you do any hiring of professionals? Yes, I did. Did you? How did you go about doing that?
1: Well, initially, I finished my first draft and thought I was finished. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and wasted a lot of money, you know. But it was good. I did get some good feedback, but I now I realized how ridiculous that was. Mm. You know, I should have gone back over it myself and maybe gone into some groups where you don't have to pay mm-hmm. and you do get wonderful feedback and you give feedback. So you're giving back and you're getting your it's, you know, it's reciprocal.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: and another thing that really helped me is having a partner for about a year, I had a partner who was writing her memoir. Okay, And that really helps with accountability. Mm-hmm. Accountability is so important. And that's why I know you said some people don't believe in groups, but they do help you be accountable and, and a partner really does. Because mm-hmm. I've said to my partner she had said to me, are you writing? You know, mm-hmm. what's going on? I haven't gotten anything from you lately, you oh, know, and yeah. we encouraged each other and we pushed each other for about a full year. We wrote together. Okay. Contacted. And she wasn't even living here in the state. She was living in Ecuador. Still is. Wow. So you don't, you don't have to have people locally. My groups are, um, the aspiring memoir mentors is out of Ecuador okay. and uh, memoir mentors itself is in Munich. You know, yeah. so you don't have to have local groups. And when you zoom, it's just like you and I here. I don't know where you are. Yeah. Um, it's like, we're all right here in this room. Isn't that the truth? How big yeah. are the groups? How many people are in them? Um, it all depends. Like, if, There can be 10 to 20, you know, sometimes yeah. you, you get on a waiting list though, if you don't sign up right away. So each week I put myself down to be, and we read memoirs and we discuss memoirs. Really. And in fact, um, this Thursday we have um, the woman that wrote, um, confessions of a fairy's daughter oh uh, a memoir yeah wonderful memoir and she's going to be on our group discussing her book oh how exciting
0: oh I love it when when people are able to do that that is so wonderful um Mm -hmm. so how did you did you just go into Facebook and and type
1: in memoirist groups or what did you do I was actually invited I found that's how I found aspiring memoir mentors but then when I um I had a, a friend a partner that I found, you know, in the group, we just started connecting in the group, and she um, invited me to go to these other groups. Okay, okay. So, um, and it's been great having them. I feel like they're my best friends I've never met in real life. (laughs) Seriously, I talk to them more than my, probably my family or friends. (laughs) I mean, we're in contact all the time. Any little, you know, and what other people are having issues with, you may be having an issue with. So it's a great support group. Mm-hmm. And when you start feeling doubt, they push you up, you know, and how you just get it down, just get it out there. Okay. Because so once it's... you get it out there, you can work on it. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, just get it, just get it down, get those memories down. And I know so for some people, the memories are very difficult. Um, I didn't have in my memoir, this memoir, there wasn't any real tragedy. Mm-hmm. It's mostly a fun book. Um, I did have some very awkward moments. <laughs> and some people may feel that this was an inappropriate way to raise a child, but I can tell you, and this is like in my book too, I say for most part, it, it was fun. Mm-hmm. I have to say that it was a fun, my mother was a fun mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, you know, she just, she still is. Mm-hmm. And I love her so much, but I don't, I would not raise my children this way.
0: <laughs> is the, the nudist camp still around?
1: They sold the park in 2007. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I, even though, okay, I'll tell you that I did leave nudism myself, but I was still part of nudism because whenever I went home, mm-hmm. my home was at the camp, my sure. parents' home.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
1: I was still there. Participating. Not participating. Not participating. Okay. I was there not participating, which stood out like a sore thumb. Yeah. <laughs> with your clothes on. Yes. <laughs>
0: Okay, so you were saying that that w- when you um had that first draft, you mm-hmm. you purchased somebody's um
1: right. I did send something. To, on Readsy. I went to Readsy Okay, throw out to them, and I did find a nice editor who read my story.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I thought half my first part of the story was all my memories that I could mm-hmm. think of. I just wrote them down, and actually, I did sort of write those in scenes. But from about 15 on, I had a journal and I wrote in this journal at home, you know, when I was a child, yeah, almost all the time. So I used my journal. I thought I've already got that written. I don't even have to write it. It's it's all there. Mm-hmm. But I learned that your journal is really not your memoir <laughs> mm-hmm. and you need to make that more into story. I know a lot of people have and even friends of mine in, in the groups, they have journals and they it's really not recommended to go because. In my journal would be, like, oh, I hope he calls, I hope he calls, I hope he calls. But there might be like three days of that, you know, but yeah. <laughs> it's enough because, okay, as adults, we, we understand that, but we don't want to hear three days of that. No, no. <laughs> so you have to take the good stuff out of it and that, you know, whatever you have to take from your journal and write those into stories. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So
1: that's what I had to go back to the drawing board with from about age 15 and really, rewrite you rewrite were you that.
0: able to use your journals to kind of like jog your memory but then yes I remember really it a lot to, mm-hmm. yeah then you had to color, color in the details with right your with your knowledge now yeah
1: okay. right they're very helpful to get to for the memories and to feel that feeling you know mm-hmm. because let me tell you as dating as a nudist is a little difficult because people think that you know you're a certain way and maybe you're not you know, and I was a little different from the people I was raised with. I was I don't know. I was just a little bit different. I was a little more it was a little more conservative or a little more shy living in amongst new people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So um, when you when you um, w- when you had that editor who helped you, but that wasn't the end of your editing process. So oh, you no purchase mm-hmm. a, a, like a span of time to work with her. No, I went
1: back and I just, I knew I had a lot of work to do. Okay. So I went back and I started working. I found these groups and mm-hmm. then I started, you know, getting feedback from them. Okay. I did have had um, another, one other editor, maybe another year or so in that just helped me with, I just said, just let me know how these first three chapters, am, am I starting off okay? Because I know it's so important to get those initial, you know, the initial pages to grab somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just like, just let me know if these were okay. You know, so she helped me through those first few chapters. And um, then I just basically was with my groups Mm -hmm. and my book is right now with an editor, Mm -hmm. um, the final editing, I hope. I've had beta readers and beta readers are wonderful. They read your book and they give you feedback. And these are other writers Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, give, they've actually, um, they edit it in their own way. They, what we call suggestions and comments. Mm -hmm. You can accept or reject them. Mm -hmm. That is so helpful. And uh, I have I actually have hired someone to do the book design Mm -hmm. and I hired someone to do the book cover. And I actually did the book cover about over a year ago. Mm -hmm. Um, The head of um, my aspiring memoir mentors, Carolyn B. Hamilton, her shout out. um, She has written many books on Amazon and she is also a graphic designer. So she did the initial book cover for me. Oh. Um, I am going to be having it tweaked now and having the back cover, but just having that cover made me think like, this is a book waiting for the store. You know, mm-hmm. I had, yeah, I had this and the, and it's, you know, a picture of me on the front cover at age like 15 mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. And it's, I look like Lolita, but that's how I was, <laughs> 15. but that, it motivated me mm-hmm. It motivated me to. To get mm-hmm. my story, to, I was writing for her. And oh. I feel like my story is really long for a memoir. They recommend a memoir to be about eighty to 90,000 words. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this as I was writing. I just wrote, 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 wrote. Yeah. So I ended up with like 125,000 words. So <laughs> because this is not just my story, I feel. This is my family story. And yeah. this is the story of Seminole Health the Canutis Camp that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. How it was developed. And how it ended, Seminole Health Club. Okay, in in Davie, Florida. <laughs> if anybody wants to Google, yeah, <laughs> we, and we had plays and pageants. When I told you, um, so um, I'm telling this whole story. So I did try to tweak it down. I have it down to 117,000 words now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm gonna. Everyone who's read it now ha- loves, you know, the the whole part of it. I don't know what I could cut. Yeah, because there was so much happening. You know, we did a musical, we made a record, you know, <laughs> we, it's crazy stuff we were doing to promote nudism. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be okay with it. 117,000 words. I, I think that's, I think that's okay. And Unless this editor comes back and, and tells me that she thinks I could maybe drop a boyfriend or two or <laughs> <laughs>
0: consolidate them into this closet. I, positive I did. Huh? I
1: have already dropped a boyfriend or two okay. and, and a horse or two, because I had horses the whole time too.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you so, um, I did try to, you know, try to consolidate, you know, you want your memoir to be as honest as possible, but yep. sometimes you have to cut the things that aren't pertaining to the story. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you now who said it, but this is really, uh, I think was so helpful to me. It was put everything into it that is the story. And then you go back and you take everything out that isn't the story. Mm. And I can't take credit for that. I don't remember who said that, but. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Yes, you really need to do that. And that's what I've tried to do. Because
0: you're going to be, if you you stop to edit those things when you're writing,
1: you're going to lose the flow. Right. Right? Right, and you need to, you may not know till the end Mm -hmm. what is, what is your, you know, what your themes are? You might know in the beginning, yeah. you know, but sometimes you don't know until the end what yeah. they are. And then you want to, we well, want to support those themes. And then you have to have that arc yeah, a beginning and end. My book was originally going to just end at age 16.
0: Mm. And then
1: it was sort of like, I had this good beginning and then it just ended. <laughs> yeah. So I did expand it a little bit. I did sort of expand it onto present time. To kind of wrap the to wrap it, up the, the up. beginning of nudism and the ending of nudism for myself and my family. Okay. Did so, you, you
0: have any? Of, did you have any surprises that came about as you were writing?
1: Yes, I mean you really learn about yourself when you're writing a memoir, and that's why it's so important. You know, for anybody, therapeutically, it's it's <laughs> wonderful to write to to sort of analyze, and you actually understand people better because hmm. you're looking at it now with all these years past right you're you're looking at them now from the knowledge you have now rather than than when you were young yeah. and I do I do say my father and I didn't have a great relationship when I was growing up but I understand him now better and in fact by the time I was in my 20s and in the in it I also say that we sort of resolved our issues from the past you know so it's good that you can resolve things with people. My father's been gone now, um, you know, since what 2009, around there. Okay. Um, I've made amends, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I really have. And it, it has helped the book,
0: you know. Uh-huh.
1: Is your mom still around? Yes. My mom and my stepdad, who mm-hmm. is a great character in my book, my stepdad, <laughs> he's still a character. <laughs> he, he was the manager of our camp. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he he was a real character, and he was like my best friend from, as I grew up because he helped me build fences and stalls and mm. and one of the most trustworthy men I ever know. I'd have to say the most trustworthy man I've ever known in my life. <laughs> yeah. um, He's a character, but trustworthy. <laughs> and what do
0: what do they think of you putting this down in a book? Your your experience as a
1: in- um. Thankfully, I'm so grateful that they're happy and they're excited, especially my older sister, because I'm using a lot of her. She was the wild one when we were younger. I was was kind of the goody two-shoes, you know, book, you know, I was reading and, you know, doing artwork and writing and stuff. And she was the wild one. Okay. we kind of changed our, a little bit as we got older because she's always saying, well, you're the wild one now, but I'm not really wild. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to dance and have a martini, you know. But um, <laughs> she was actually, she has a lot to share with me and she's allowing me to share it, which I'm happy for. Did you ask permission
0: or did you kind of say, hey, this is in it? Oh no! They, oh,
1: Every time I'm with my mom and my sister, I get more material. I'm like, "Stop! <laughs> I can't. My book's done. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I can't take any more." This <laughs> is so my sister will be like, "Oh yeah, I was in that wet T-shirt contest. That's how I met. Well, you know." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, wet T-shirt contest <laughs> great, great and jumping out of birthday cakes, topless and stuff. It was all kind of normal stuff." Then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes, this is definitely a book I can't wait to read. This sounds, it sounds very intriguing. And I can't, I mean, your, your colorful personality, if you can get, if you're getting that down on the page, it's going to be a
1: wonderful story. I'm sure. Oh, thank you. Yes. I I I just want everybody to feel what it was like to be me. So I want them to go through it and experience. And as I put like on my back cover, I say, you don't have to peek through the fence as most, a lot of my friends at school said they did. Really, I'm, like, I'm inviting. I'm inviting you in. Come on in. Just drop <laughs> off your inhibitions and just come on in. <laughs> well, it it is. I mean, I think so many people love
0: memoir and and reading that genre because it does. It gives us a glimpse into somebody who is a little bit different, perhaps. And um, so there's maybe a little bit of a voyeuristic tendency, but two, you find that that experience you're still you still have life experiences
1: that we can all relate to like you said the that acceptance Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm.
1: and the doubting yourself and not feeling pretty and you know that kind of thing yeah Mm -hmm. exactly so there are those universal themes that
0: you know come through in memoir that is just so um empowering and I think that's, I'm, I'm sensing that's what you're
1: giving to people in your memoir. Right. And I'm answering any of the questions that I've been asked throughout the years. Have you included pictures in your memoir? I actually have included a few pictures. Um, only I just put pictures of myself if, um, but, you know, like I was on, um, we had this play uh musical actually Mother Nature. It's just from a pamphlet that we had that they had be posing, you know, coming out from behind a tree. Um, <laughs> um, so that's picture and some of my childhood, but none of them that show anything. Okay. okay. So I don't want it to be like that voyeuristic.
0: Mm-hmm. I hear you. Um so when you are um you have your editor
1: right now, what will be your the next step in your process? Okay, I have my book designer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's going to help me um, put it together? And I have um, someone who's going to help me tweak the cover and the back um, and the sides for actual hard copy books. Yes. And uh, yeah, and I have support groups with IT, and I have um, someone helping me with a website, which will be coming out soon. And oh, exciting! Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, it's very exciting. You you've
0: accessed these resources through your writers the
1: memoirs oh through the writers groups it's amazing the contacts you get mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know you get like a little village you know <laughs> you get your you get your posse and and everybody knows somebody who has contacts because they've done it before they've been there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's most helpful oh. so, I am so grateful for everyone who has helped me
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I wouldn't I really wouldn't have just Just as little as just learning how to use a computer properly, you know. I mean, I've never zoomed before. (laughs) I'll be honest. I I think I learned how to
0: zoom during the pandemic. So I mean, now it's like, hey, this is great. This technology is is just beautiful. I mean, it's 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 so well received, and so many people use it now that it is um, a whole new way to interact
1: and connect with people. It's amazing. I talk to people all over the world at the same time
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. At different time zones. It's just, it's just amazing, you Wonderful. know, that we're, and we're all like great friends. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. the best friends I've never met. Yeah. <laughs> so happy. Besides the writing groups,
0: what mm-hmm. words of advice do you have for people that, you know, it's like, um, Oh jeepers! I have this idea for you know this this thing that happened to me, but I don't know. Yeah. What 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 words of wisdom would you have for somebody who just doesn't know if they have it um,
1: to write to get their words down on paper to get their story out? I'd say just do it. I mean, you know, Nike phase. Just do. Just what is it going to hurt? You know. Just start doing it. Just start writing and reading a lot of memoirs, mm-hmm. um, and then you get inspired. You know. And like what I did with Aspiring Member Mentors, I thought if I could just get eight minutes of something worthwhile to read each, you know, every other week. Yeah. That's all eight minutes, you know? And then you get seven minutes of feedback. You know, um, you might want to describe this a little more. I didn't understand this. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's it's such a you know, wonderful group that can help you propel you along. Yes. So I would say just start right, just start writing don't even don't even think about it like they call it and you've probably heard this before throwing up on paper okay yeah. but it's true it's true you just write it all out there and then you pick out you know what's good or not good out of it right yeah yeah that first
0: draft is just literally getting something onto the paper mm-hmm. and and trying not to edit because I think that's that is a problem so many people, try to do too much at one time. And, you know, I don't think that anybody should expect to have a um, a published memoir, you know, in, you know, in, in, in this short box of time, it is something that it's a process. And that's really the joy of it too, because I can just see in, in talking to you how fun and enjoyable and when, like I said before, empowering and just how much you're gaining out of the journey, not just the destination of, of getting this book published, but the whole process. All oh, right.
1: then wonderful. It sounds like. Right. And we all share our stories and it's so interesting that we all have such different, we come from such different backgrounds. Some people are talking about a religious cult. They were raised in Mm -hmm. totally opposite of where I'm coming from, but we can understand each other. We both felt different. You know, we both were kind of different.
0: Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. So yeah, we can be opposite ends of the spectrum, but still be the same, you know? Wow. And yeah, just, so just start writing it down and don't be afraid Mm -hmm. because fear can keep you from, you know, it's kept me for a long time of telling my story. Yeah, and there were times in my life I had so much time I could have spent <laughs> on it, and I didn't. <laughs> you know, I had so much free
0: time. Well, uh, that was better late than never. I mean, most yeah. of uh, the people that follow us are, um, you know, over the age of 50, and so okay. I mean, now it's it, it doesn't, there's no better time
1: than the present, That's right? so I'm 60 years old, and you know, so I started actually really seriously at about 55 and initially i'm like i don't have a degree in writing yeah. and many of the people that i'm writing with do you know really and that can make yeah. me feel um insecure about here again you know, yeah I, yeah i like i i don't i have i you know i've i have a degree in um you know in more really? science and medicine yeah. and that's my background yeah but now this love i had from when i was young Mm-hmm. is coming out. Cause I used to write so much poetry when I was old. Thank you. you know? Oh, okay. Oh yeah. So now I'm back to writing poetry again <sighs> and hearing my poetry
0: mm-hmm. and
1: my life hasn't all been, you know, fantastic, wonderful. I mean, mm-hmm. 90, 90% of it has, mm-hmm. I had one horrific tragedy that I will write about at some point. I lost my son, mm-hmm. um, 11 years ago. And that story will be told But I'm not ready to tell that yet. You know, I have, uh, you know, I'm right now I'm starting from the very beginning mm-hmm. <laughs> at age 14 months when my parents started in the nudist camp. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'll move on from there.
0: Yeah, well, at different experiences and different stories bubble up at different times for whatever reason. And right. you have to be ready with your pen. It's almost like you need to be writing so that when the story comes, you're ready to put
1: it down. Right. right? So if you just jot down notes, I started jotting down notes, you know, about my son, you know, and I will say, and I will say this, that he died by suicide because I think there needs to be a real awareness of that. Mm. And um, I'm involved in support groups from that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And that's a whole different story. And someday I will write it, Mm -hmm. but I do jot down notes. And most of my poetry these days is about that dealing with that. Do you write in notebooks or do you write on the computer? Um, a lot of times it's just on my iPhone because okay. that's where I'm at in the moment. And I'll write down under notes mm-hmm. or Google Doc. I write, Google Doc's very easy to work with. And Word, I found that most of your editors wanted on Word Doc. So oh. now I had to switch everything or I just copy and paste everything over to Word Doc now. Because I love <laughs> Google Doc now. I'm learning to love Word Doc. And I knew nothing about Word Doc or Google Doc five years ago. I had the person that was my partner for a year. Mm -hmm. She was persistent on making me learn this stuff, you know, like, no, you have to learn. And I did. Um, And it's it's very, that's important to have the internet skills too, you know? So it's good if you get one of your younger people to help you or just to learn how to to do because it's very helpful. They'll have they help you with the grammar and everything on Google Docs. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, exactly. Did you take a class or did you just start playing around with it? Or
1: how did you? I had my friend from Ecuador who would okay. FaceTime me. And I'd say, and I didn't want to disturb someone. No, no I'll deal with it later. No, she, no. Nope, nope. She's like, show me what you're doing. <laughs> <And we'd> share <laughs> the screen. And she insists that I figured it out before she hung out with me. So I really appreciated that. What a
0: wonderful friend to have! That is so. that is wonderful. Yes, and
1: that's why I said it's good to have. Mm -hmm. You, you, It's great to if you can find another friend that's writing Mm -hmm. too, that you can share with, and you can you know bounce things off of, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and be accountable to. Most importantly. Oh, so when you say that
0: you use your iPhone in the the mess and the the um, notes section, are Mm -hmm. you doing? Um, just, are you talking into your phone or are you typing?
1: Well, if I'm, if I'm driving, I'm talking, <laughs> but generally I'll, I'll, I'll type it.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I'll type notes that type, you know, if I've got just any little thing, mm-hmm. like, um, what was that recently? I recently? I had something from like a year ago. Um, oh, I was an author's note. Mm. I thought of like a year ago and I just, and I was driving and I just started saying about how I felt about how you bring the past back to life. And I didn't think I'd ever I didn't know if I'd ever use it or not. And then just recently I started thinking, I want to put an author's note in here. Mm. And about, you know, going back into the past and how I believe it is like a time travel. You do feel like you're time traveling. I don't know if you've written a memoir. Mm. But when you get when you get back in that time frame in your mind, mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to get out of it. (laughs) For good or bad. I mean, I, I feel bad. I feel really feel for people that have had a tragic childhood, you know, of abuse. And that would be so hard to go back in those moments.
0: Yeah. And I think lots of people do to process, you know, yes. you have to confront. And it, because you, 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 I think when you go through trauma, you know, especially childhood trauma, because we're, we need to protect ourselves at a young age, you know, we bury it. And that's a protective mechanism. So as an adult, you know digging that those memories up and actually sitting with them and processing them i think is is hard but
1: very valuable you know what i think of it like and this came to me when i was doing this is that it's almost like your adult self yourself today is going back and holding the hand of the child you were mm. and and helping you through that time like you're there with that child mm-hmm. so i told and i mean i did yeah. Yeah. So it, that's how I think it is very therapeutic. Oh yeah. But this time you go through it with your adult self helping you through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe you can understand a little bit about why that person was the way they were. If you, maybe they were abused, not that it makes it right, but you might understand it. You know, Does yeah. it doesn't make it any less horrific.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Um, any other resources, that you, um, that you've used over the years to, to, you know, to learn about writing? You said, you know, that you, you know, you've, you're into horses and, and to medicine. Any, any resources that, that you've read or used besides other people that you would recommend?
1: Yes. um, Well, like Stephen King's on writing. writing. Yeah. Several good writing books out there even ones that aren't necessarily, um, memoir, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but just help with the writing process. Mm-hmm. Now you're asking me, I can't think exactly. The exact-
0: <laughs> I'm actually, I'm looking <laughs> at Stephen King's on writing right now. It's yeah.
1: and, yeah, we're, that one, mm-hmm. And we're going to be reading. Uh, in fact, I'm supposed to be started already bird by bird by Anne Lamott, um, that for one. my writer's group. And then we discuss, I haven't read that yet, but. You'll love it. Yeah. 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 Um, and Mary Carr, you know, I've read her memoirs and also her, her memoir book. Beautiful. So any, anything that helps you, you know, you just take out whatever you can help that will help. Great.
0: So you said that you're, um, you're developing a book website. Yes. Are you doing that yourself, I, or are you having somebody do that for I you? I have,
1: I have, I was, I was going to do it myself, <laughs> but as I, I tell you, I'm really, really terrible with technology <laughs> um, it would have been better if I really would have taken some tutorials but I learned uh, most by doing you know hands-on kind of thing so I actually put that just today just kind of put that in someone else's hands but if anyone wants to contact me I do have a uh, you can talk, contact me by Jelaine that's Elaine with a J in front Lombardi <laughs> like Vince Lombardi with the I at the end so Jelaine Lombardi at gmail.com
0: okay Beautiful And
1: um, hopefully before the year is over, my book will be coming out and just yeah. wherever books are sold, you'll be able to find Running Around Naked by <laughs> Jelaine Lombardi. Yes.
0: And where where else can we find you? I found you on the Memoir Writers Facebook group as you were talking yes. about, it, you know, kind
1: of like, hey, yes, hey. I should acknowledge them, too. Yes, that, that's a new group. I just joined um, within the past couple months, I think. Yeah. So I'm glad I did, because then I wouldn't have met you. Yeah. So you see how important it is? (laughs) Contacts and connections. It's all these
0: interconnecting, you know, tendrils. Um, So so you're on the, the, those different, I will, what I will do is maybe what you can do is um, send me links to the groups that you're a part of, and I will include those in the show notes. Great. Uh, as well as um, any you know references that you that you want, any um, all the different ways people can find you. And do you have a
1: um, a site yet for your book? No, no, yeah, I'm waiting to get, I have the actual book until <laughs> okay. so the editor goes through it, mm-hmm. and um, then I will tidy it up, and mm-hmm. then it will go up to the book designer. It's all a process. Yes, it is. And that's what's so glorious. And it's so exciting
0: to talk to somebody who's really, you know, nearing the end of that process. And it's it's still, it's that, that, that energy that you have, you know, doing this process, you haven't been burned out by it. It's been a journey and it's been a, a deep journey, one that you have obviously, loved and I can't imagine you you're going to get this book in your hand and that's going to be wonderful. And then you're going to when when I was a kid, I had a favorite book and I would read and read and read. I get to the end. I'd sigh, I'd turn it over, and I'd start again. The same book, you know? And um, I can imagine you, you know, with your writing, you know, really celebrating, of course, your book, but then going, okay, here we go again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I have to say that when I finished and I like I just handed it off to the editor. Yeah. I had to say that I was ecstatic. I had this like really high feeling, but yet I was sad oh. <laughs> that it was over. So like I was, I was actually enjoying and, and then I wrote a couple things, you know, like my my acknowledgments. I was reading my acknowledgments to my husband the other day and I was crying. Oh, because, I'm, I'm so grateful for everybody to help me because it wasn't, it's not just me, you know, like with anything, you know, with people with movies, whatever the actor of it, they're like, you know, it's not just them. It's everybody that has helped me so much. And my family too, for being supportive mm-hmm. and my husband, for putting up with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. When are we going to go on the boat? You're on your book. Again? <laughs> 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 you know, so I am so grateful to everybody that has been a part of it. And it's like, I really, you know, it gets me choked up when I talk about it because it, and I'm sad, almost sad, because I'm leaving that part of my life again. You know, I'm leaving it. I guess I'll just have to read the book. Yeah, yes. And I'll experience it again. I'll just keep, like you said, (laughs) finish it, turn around. Get back to 1963. There you go. Where my parents, my mother reads the ad to paper for an open house in a news park. (laughs) (laughs) And she jumps at it. And that was where it all started. Exactly.
0: exactly. Well, Tulane, it has been lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for, for agreeing to do this interview. And what I will do is we'll be um, posting it. I I don't, did I, did I tell you already when we're posting it? October 11th, I think you said. Okay. said. And, um, you know, and, and we, I will also, like I said, I will post it to all your places. And if you, you know, if there's somewhere that you want to Put it out please feel oh free.
1: you'll you'll post
0: it to my um my uh, sites? the site the ones that i can find yes i'll share it to them okay and sure. um and and when your book does come out we'll do another round of it so um, oh excellent <laughs> really want to to promote your your wonderful story and let's you know i i love the fact that you know that energy that you have to getting your story down and And inspiring others to do the same, because it is, it's something that is so profoundly important to do
1: for yourself and for other people. Right. And if anybody wants to email me at Jelaine Lombardi at gmail.com, I I will try to give them the best advice that I can that, you know, kind of encourage them along the way, because I know what it's like. I was, I was there and I'm still (laughs) kind of there. And as soon as and I wrap that, this up, I'll start another one. And then I'll be at the very beginning again.
0: <laughs> and, but, but, but then you'll know the process. You won't yes. kind of, you know. I won't plunder. jump ahead.
1: I won't put yeah. the cart before the horse and be sending to the editor before I even read it for the second time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've learned a few little things along the road. Right. Don't waste your money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wait till you really, you have to feel like it's the best you can do before you uh-huh. send it to the editor. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Well,
0: Jelaine, this has been lovely. Thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing your book and reading it and, um, and just seeing you be really successful. So thank Thank you you so so much. much. Love talking to you. Lovely. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And before we call it a wrap, I just want to say that I would absolutely love to hear from you. If you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics that you would like to see addressed on the podcast, Just go to the Sidetrack Sisters page or the Sidetrack Legacies group on Facebook. We would love to engage with you and grow together on this legacy journey. Don't forget, if you like what you heard, please, please be sure to leave a review for us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And also, be sure to subscribe or follow us to be notified of new episodes. So, that about does it thank you so much for listening today. Our goal for this podcast is to inspire you to look at your own life, tap into the memories, find the wisdom, and write it down as a legacy for your loved ones. Until next time, take care.